3: This program is sponsored by New Zealand Bridge, sponsors of Grassroots Bridge across the nation.
2: Welcome to the Bridge Zone, you're at the table with Barry and Mariana. He has got the results from the Hamilton teams, which I
4: didn't go to, but
2: hope you all enjoyed it.
4: We had 18 tables in the open Mariana and another 10 tables in the restricted. Well,
2: that's quite a big event. It
4: was. So the teams was won by Blair and Liz Fisher, Ken Yule and Mike Curry. It was all a bit of a jiggle around in the last round and it was all very close. They came out on top in the end.
2: Go Blair. How many A's is that?
4: Well, I know that Blair is on a total of 175.02 for the year.
2: Wow. Hey, look, we're just going to segue across. While we're talking about the three little aces, can you give me the tally? I lost count so over the weekend.
4: Blair's closed the gap a bit. He's on 175.02. Jeremy Fraser Hoskin is just above him on 180.33. And just above him is Jack James on 188.83. Not too much in it. It's all getting very exciting.
2: It is. Okay, and now we're going back to Hamilton. Mr. Ware, my man doesn't like these Waikato. <laughs>
4: Team events. He picked up a few A's So he's still on target To get to those 500 A's He's going for for the year He's got 263.98 at the moment Okay, who took out the restricted? So the restricted team Was won by Malcolm Kirkby Eunice Eccles Rochelle Van Hoeven And Tim Richter A mostly Tiaraha te team Nice Good to see They actually were quite convincing Winners in the finish Pretty well patronised The restricted teams Think they had a good day How'd you go? We were fifth in the teams.
2: Do you get some A's for fifth? Oh, I think we
4: do. A couple. Oh, you can still It was all very, very close, and a lot of it came down to a hand that was a director's decision and all that sort of stuff. No so way. It did. So anyway, there you go. Go the gods. Not at our table. <laughs> it was at the other table. <laughs> all
2: right. And this weekend, you're all heading north?
4: <laughs> to Whangarei. So two big events on in Whangarei over the weekend.
2: Awesome. Well, happy travels up that way. And if you're heading up that way, say hello to Barry. And if you've got anything that you'd like to contribute to the Bridge Zone show, check out our email, or flick us an email, I should say, bridgezoneshuffle at com. And my computer's down a little smidgy at the moment, so Barry's the one that's clearing the Bridge Zone emails, and he's got something to say. So we've got an overseas listener, Barry.
0: Yeah, Gary from California. Gary from California, how are you over that way? He said that on our recent show we asked if we'd like to hear from any non-Kiwis listening to The Bridge Zone. He says he's been listening almost since the start, Mariana. My goodness, 154 shows. Well, he said he was setting up this podcast app and decided to ask if there are any podcasts about Bridge and ours was the only one that turned up at the Times. Lucky for us. please you're still there, Gary.
2: Yeah, I do understand that if you go onto Spotify, Barry, and you look up Bridge, you can actually click on our podcast and it will send you a prompt when the next show's uploaded. How about that?
0: great for technophobe like me
2: (laughs) Yeah, bloody low light what else does he say are they playing what are they doing
0: apparently they're just getting back to -to face-to-face bridge there two of his local clubs started only this past week they're obviously being pretty pretty quiet over in california
2: we've almost forgotten what it's like haven't we here in (laughs) nz
0: he says he's still trying to figure out how eight points work Compared oh. to the, they have gold points over there. Hey, Gary, they have gold points over in Australia as well, and a gold point in Australia is worth an A point in New Zealand. What the exchange rate is with America, I, I'm afraid <laughs> I don't know.
2: Does he have any comment about howls, Barry?
0: Well, no, no, he didn't mention howls, but he did mention Swiss pears, which we were talking about a yeah. couple of weeks ago, and he said most players in the USA have never heard of Swiss pears.
2: Oh, my gosh. He's only
0: played them because they have a couple of directors that wanted to give them a try. He said he enjoyed it, but I think they've given up on it because one obstacle is their standard scoring software doesn't support it. Gary, Swiss Pairs is a very popular form of the game over here. I'm a little surprised, but I guess if they can't score it, it makes it tough.
2: (laughs) It certainly does. Oh, look, that's fantastic. We love hearing from you overseas listeners. In fact, we love hearing from any listeners.
0: We do. We seem to have our emails sorted now any emails you do see may well get read out on air
2: how about that and if we're over that way gary we might come and see you (laughs) that's
0: right and if you feel like dropping us another email anytime at all gary we'd love to hear from you again
2: absolutely well take care over in the california eh? and we'll be talking again soon we will be I've got a subject, I don't know whether it's a contentious subject or not, but one that's fallen on my lap and I probably have to deal with it. It's about how much we charge for lessons, Barry. I have no idea what the going rate for lessons is. So at the moment, $50 plus some subs, would that be right?
4: I'm guessing that's probably normal. If people want to let us know anything different, I don't know, but 50 bucks for... 10 weeks minimum of lessons sounds pretty cheap to me
2: and then they have to pay some subscriptions I guess you'd at least need to pay the NZ bridge subscription or affiliation so that's what, yeah that's about 24 bucks and then if the club wants something to the end of our financial year so for Hamilton that's the end of November so how much do you charge for August, September, October 4 months bridge 10 bucks a month, do you reckon?
4: Well, I think the Hamilton Bridge Club sub, I don't think it's a secret. I think it's something like $107. It is. So $107. I guess if you just pro it, if, there's, if, they, if they're playing for a third of the year, they'll pay a third of $107. And by my calculations, that's about $36. You're a whiz. That seems reasonable. So, I mean, the 50 bucks has nothing to do with the sub. The 50 bucks is just for all the materials they get, for all the tuition they get, the cards they get to play. Uh, It's usually more than 10 weeks in my experience. So basically, it's probably less than $4 a night. Mm. Bargain. I mean, you could give it away if you like. In my opinion, if you say that lessons aren't worth anything, people will believe you. They'll think they're not worth anything. (laughs)
2: They're the most valuable things that you could have. They
4: are. I mean, I think at $50, that's pretty cheap. That probably should be more. Maybe we should put them up next year.
2: What's the date today?
4: It is the 13th of July.
2: Well, I am in a bit of a dilemma for tonight for my Tuesday lessons.
4: Well, what's happening?
2: I'm thinking that I might actually just chuck my people in tonight, into the Tuesday session. So I'm going to have to tell them, sorry, people, instead of finishing about quarter past nine, half past nine, because they always seem to stay in and want to play a, a couple of extra boards, so what used to finish at 9 is now finishing at 9.30, and I thought it's the last day of the Tuesday evening peers at Hamilton, I thought I might just chuck them in and they can play the whole night, get used to the start of next week's, and starting to play on Tuesday.
4: But they will still expect their beloved tutor to come along oh, and, I will. and hold their hands, because it'll be really, really scary going into that room full of people.
2: Because... We have been playing the first 10 boards of Tuesday night session exactly the same as the room has. And they seem to be getting better. And I thought, right, I should give them the option. Do you want to go in and have a crack? But you'll be here till just after 10.
4: Mm, It's pretty they didn't have a little bit of notice because some people may be expecting to get home earlier for something. I don't know. They could be.
2: Because they know next week they're going to be in the the room. Mm. So I was just thinking it was an option. So that's my dilemma. Should I or shan't I?
4: Wow, is it too late to give them a bit of notice? Probably is.
2: Oh, I could have flicked them an email. We'll see. They're dead keen because we've been sitting in for the first two boards for the last couple of weeks and they've been kibitzing, you see.
4: Okay, hopefully it might not be quite as scary as just chucking them in that room full of sharks.
2: So we've been going in, watching the first two boards, and they've been asking for the bidding slips, and any questions they have on the bidding slips, we've been taking them back into the other room and asking and answering their questions. They seem fairly confident, and they're not afraid to ask could be worthwhile
4: oh well come 10 o'clock I might be checking out the results to see if there's any big (laughs) scores from Mariana's learners
2: yeah we'll see
3: hey where's Judge Julie Judge Julie is in session at the moment he is Patrick
4: good morning Bailiff okay Patrick how long is too long is the questions talking about for a player to think this particular occasion it might have been on an opening lead declarer thinks for maybe five or six minutes is that an allowable length of time is there any rule about
3: that No, there isn't a specific amount of time that's allowed for each card, but obviously the director has to keep the game running and has to decide if some board can't be played. What the reason for that is, if one decision takes a lot of time and for that reason a board winds up being missed, the director will no doubt give 60% to the other side on that board and 40% to the person who took so long to think. But... There are different situations where this can occur. For instance, with 20 minutes left on the clock and you've got one board to play in a teams match, if it so happens that that last board is a particularly tricky one, then who would complain about someone taking extra time there? Even if it was a teams match and this was the first board, I mean, someone might take plenty of time, but apologize and say, look, I'll try to be faster from here on, I'm normally a fast player, I agree that it took a long time over that one, so that would work for teams, but if you're playing two boards pairs, it's a different situation. That's why there's nothing written in the rule books to say what specific amount of time is allowed for each action. And I think part of the problem with all these things to do with slow play is that slow players don't realise that they're slow. That might sound like it's wrong, but it's absolutely true that slow players don't realize that they're slow. It's a question of perception. If you're waiting for someone else, it feels like they're taking forever. Whereas if you've got a difficult problem, the time has just flown past and you don't realize. So if for instance, you and your opponents, both, both have one decision where you sit and you think for about a minute about a card, you will, both sides will think that when they were thinking, oh, they had something interesting to think about, it's like, oh, I thought for about 10 seconds there. <laughs> but when it was the opponent's minute, God, we had to wait for two or three minutes for them to bid. Mm. Even though both sides could be e- equally slow with both of them having had, I think, for about a minute or so over one situation, both sides will think it was the other side that was slow. One of the unfortunate things that the director has to deal with is that when he has to make a ruling about slow play and either warn someone or take away a board and decide whether he's going to give someone 40% or 50% or 60%. When it comes to the director making that ruling, everybody thinks that they were faster than they actually were.
4: Right. I think that's partly because a minute seems like a lifetime when you're sitting there waiting at the table.
3: Everybody knows that when they're cooking. If you stand by the stove and wait for it to boil, it takes forever. (laughs) If you happen to see something on TV, oh, that's interesting. Oh, I'll have a look at that. And you'll turn around and it'll be bubbling away furiously and you don't realise how long it took.
2: True. And when you're stuck in traffic jams...
3: Same thing. Go forever. Absolutely. It's an unfortunate thing that while you've got something interesting to think about, time flies. And when you're waiting for them, it just seems to take forever. So, unfortunately, if you have to tell someone that you... I mean, you think that people would know through having consistently been slow. Because I will have the same players who are slow week after week after week, but it's always the opponents. Oh, no, 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 I wasn't slow. Oh, I might have had one board where I was a little bit slow, but even though the same players turn up to be slow all the time, they still don't get the message. Why are you always the last table to finish? (laughs) It doesn't occur to them, it must be because they're slow, because they've got it in their head that they're not. And unfortunately, that makes you very unpopular as a director, even if you only warn them for slow play they think that you're picking on them and uh, you know I pick on the people who were always finishing behind time there's a reason they always finish behind time nine <laughs> times out of ten it was because it was them and one time out of ten it was because the opponents were slow uh, everybody okay has opponents that are occasionally slow against them if a slow player is consistently slow it will only be their fault 90% of the time but they'll remember the time it wasn't <laughs>
4: OK. I guess they're just lucky to have a sympathetic director like Patrick ruling for them.
3: That's true, but they don't appreciate that. They don't just don't understand how sympathetic I am. Oh,
4: wow. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick.
2: Yep, yeah, and good luck for this yeah, weekend. Okay. OK.
3: Right. Bye.
2: So, what's happening? You're heading out to Whangarei with Bailiff and Jolie, yeah?
4: We're playing the peers on Saturday, Teams on Sunday. What's couple it of called? Years. I think it's just the Auckland Northland Regional Peers and Teams. Okay.
2: Yeah, my next tournament's not till the Matamata open. Yeah, I'm having a little bit of. That's not too rest. far away. That's no, only it's...
4: one more week. Yeah.
2: Is it next weekend? It is. Yeah, so that'll be good. Heading back over there. I seem to be going there quite a bit lately. Anyway, Congress is beefing up.
4: Yeah, seems to be all on target for everything to go. So we're looking forward to that.
2: Have you put your entries in?
4: I have. I did that ages ago.
2: Have you paid your money? Cause you get to save some money.
4: Well, I haven't done that yet. When do you get? You got to have it in by the thirty first of August. Of August, yeah. Okay, you get yep. a decent. Discount. Is it the thirty first of August or the first of August? Oh
2: God, now you're talking.
4: I think it's probably thirty
2: first of August.
4: So, oh, you got a little bit of time, folks.
2: Attract a ten percent discount. So instead of paying five hundred and twenty, you can pay four hundred and sixty eight. I'll be in for that. Bargain. Tis a bargain. Richard's happy with the numbers, but keep entering. Get your gumboots on. We're going down to the pond.
4: What's this? It's Kermit's Bridge Tips with Pam Livingston. Good morning, Kermit. Hi, there. Now, I know that you were playing in the Wanganui Swiss Piers on the weekend because I know that Blair Fisher was closely monitoring your progress due to the eight-point race in with your partner Jack James.
1: Oh, I'm sure Blair will be really pleased to know on the very, very last board of the tournament, I think we dropped from second to fifth. That's significant in the eight-point table, isn't it? So <laughs> it on the very last board.
4: Did they have eight rounds? Eight, eight.
1: Eight, eight, yeah. you know,
4: because yeah. he looked at the result after seven And you dropped down to seventh And Blair was ecstatic He thought, oh this is great, they're going to get none But anyway, I think <laughs> you crawled back up You did get a f- couple or a few I don't know how many you got But it was enough for Blair to be a bit dismayed By that extra oh, round well, Yeah, it all
1: depends It's like musical cheers, it's when it stops, isn't it? Because we were leading at one point Was it round
4: five? And I'm sure Blair could tell you
1: He was watching closely <laughs> It was a very enjoyable day playing with Jack 40 peers I think So yeah we'd never played together before And I really enjoyed it Yeah it was good Was he hungover? What goes on tour stays on (laughs) tour.
2: He's quite happy to let people know.
1: (laughs) Last
4: week's show, he let us know that that was one of the reasons for missing the plane to Blenheim, apparently. Uh, (laughs) uh, What goes on
1: tour stays on (laughs) (laughs) tour. Well said. Well, I'm
4: sure that isn't this week's tip. Have you got another one?
1: (laughs) I do. And actually, I'd like to say that this week is tip number 30. Oh, my and, goodness.
4: Oh, round and of I, applause.
1: When I first started doing it, I thought, oh, my gosh, what have I let myself into? I hope I can think of 10 things to say.
4: <laughs> you're doing well. And you're up to number 30. So there you go. That must be about seven and a bit months, is it? Yeah, Who it must be know? something like
1: that. You know, it's just maths, isn't it? Right? I'm not very good Come with so Why would you chuck that in? <laughs> Barry Jones. <laughs>
4: Anyway, so what goes on tour stays on tour? Is that this week's tip or not?
1: Well, no, it isn't. I think it's not a bad philosophy of life. (laughs) So this week's tip is another one that's more around the psychology of the game, which I just find completely fascinating. And my tip this week is as long as you make a sensible decision, in a way it doesn't really matter what the outcome is. Now, that's a pretty hard pill to swallow sometimes because... We're all competitive people that play bridge. And sorry, just digressing a little bit, those of you that say, oh, I just play for fun, I'm pretty sure there wouldn't be any bridge clubs if we didn't keep score, I'm just saying.
4: Those people that say, I only play for fun, they always seem to be in a big hurry to see what the scores were at the end.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Human beings are competitive people. and So going back to my tip about if I make it a sensible decision, then in a way the outcome doesn't matter, and it is. Pretty true and bridge because it's not a about one hand and if you keep doing sensible things on every hand then I think that you're gonna do okay. And bearing in mind that when I say sensible decisions for your level. So we're not expecting a novice player to make the same I'm doing bunny rabbit ears, quotation marks, sensible decisions the novice ones are not going to be the same as the world camp ones, obviously, because of experience and knowledge and da-da-da-da. When you're playing, if you just keep making sensible decisions, then that's going to work out well. So I'm thinking particularly as an example, you're playing in a vulnerable game, and it all comes down to finding the queen in a side suit, and... If you find Miss Queen, you get plus 600. And if you don't find this Queen, minus 100. That's 700 points. And while this isn't life and death, people, it's kind of fairly close in terms of bridge. <laughs> 700 <laughs> points at stake here, yeah,
4: right? Didn't somebody so, once say bridge isn't life or death? It's more important than that.
1: Yeah. So you're sitting there and this is a crucial decision. Think about it. It's quite hard to control there. what I've got to do, feeling. Just have a think. Are there clues to help you make your decision? Add everything up, and sometimes you get a clue on which way to play it. It doesn't come with a guarantee. But if you've got a reason for doing it a certain way, then that's good. If you don't have a reason, then it looks like it's about 50-50. Then half the time it's going to be successful, and half the time it isn't. And you just have to, in that moment, you have to say, well, I'm going to do this. And whatever happens, happens, and I'm moving on to the next board. Because that's all you can do. If you make a sensible decision, then really the outcome is in the lap of the bridge gods. If you do that on every hand, it's going to work out well. That's what I I reckon, anyway. I guess
4: guess if you've made a sensible decision, even if it's wrong, it might come in handy in the (laughs) 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 post-mortem.
1: Well... a post-mortem, and let, let's not have a post-mortem at the end of the hand, so not even an internal one. <laughs> Don't you love it? You see it all the time. Now look at the, the bridge mate or whatever, and it says, says you make four, yeah. and you've just gone down one. Yes, yeah, so?
4: <laughs> it's worse when it says on there, make six, and you go, oh, no, I we went one off in four. That's great. But anyway.
1: <laughs> so did I make a sensible decision? Yeah, I think I did, and it was unsuccessful in this instance. Let's be philosophical and calm about these things.
4: Philosophical and calm? Good God. That's, there you go, Pam Livingston. going to be the next Socrates.
2: Sounds like a T-shirt. Do you want to grab one? <laughs> 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 oh,
1: of course, I'm always philosophical and calm at all times. Mm, I'm not
4: so sure about that, Mariana But we'll uh, give her the benefit of the doubt And we'll look forward to next week's tip (laughs) Awesome,
1: which will be number 31 Let's see what we'll come
2: up with next week Thank you, Pam I actually just checked, Pam, what number the bridge zone is And this show is number 154
1: Oh, you guys are amazing
2: Thank you, Pam Catch Kermit next week for another tip
1: See
0: you (laughs)
2: Oh, peeps. Barry's just finished doing defensive lessons at the Hamilton Bridge Club and he's still on the defensive trip. So here he is with a couple of tips from a book he's been reading recently.
4: What have you got there? I've got a few defensive tips here and one of them is you can always use even if you have, don't have any understanding with partner particularly. When you must choose between two lines of defence, select the one that requires the least from partner. And then in brackets it says, he never has what you want him to have anyway. (laughs) So if you're leading from a suit with nothing in it, basically you need partner to have great cards in that suit. Mm. But if you've got a five-card suit of your own against, say, three no-trumps, and you just need a little bit of help, you you don't need much from partner to make it right if you've led from a five-card suit. Okay. Tip two. When declarer leaves a long, strong suit untouched presume he has any missing honor so if you've got a suit and dummy season, no trumps and he's got king queen jack 10 9 of diamonds and he attacks hearts why would he do that usually it's because he actually has the ace of diamonds but it still doesn't give him enough tricks and he needs to set up some other tricks so it's a useful thing to figure out why on earth is he not attacking this long suit there's usually a reason and tip three Always try to work out declarer's distribution from the bidding after the first few tricks, particularly if they have bid two suits. So they've shown five of one suit and four of another. Can't stress enough how important it is to try and figure out declarer's distribution. You know what? If you can figure out declarer's distribution and you can see dummy's distribution and you should have a pretty fair idea of your distribution, you should be able to work out how many cards partners got in the o- other suits as well. And it becomes an open book. Open book.
2: Well, like Pam says, you see half of the deck, so you should be able to work it out.
4: (laughs) Yeah, if it sounds like hard work, yeah, it is, but it's worth it. Got another one for you. When you can't be certain whether or not partner has led a singleton, you might, if you have the luxury, bang down a sure winner in another seat usually an ace. If partner encourages, it means that he hasn't led a singleton, so he wants you to carry on with that suit. If partner discourages, then, hey, maybe partner does want to get a rough. Does that make sense? So you bang down an ace, and if partner discourages, it looks like they want you to return the first suit that they led.
2: Mm. And we couldn't resist. I pop back to the studio tonight, and Barry and I are having a look at my novice's, that I threw into the Tuesday session tonight. So, here's our telephone conversation on my novices on their first ever bridge session. Is it up yet?
0: Oh, hang on, oh, I'll have a look. They probably won't score very well,
2: Maryanne. No, they won't. You know, I've even got to bloody put some money in because they, of, of course, they haven't put any money into play.
0: Oh, of course.
2: You know, I just chucked them in. Oh,
0: yeah. Um, which way were your people? Oh, so uh, Angus and Jennifer, they had two pairs below them. Shut so up. they came seventh out of nine with 42.46. What about my boys, Mark and, they Mark Mark and, and Alistair, Alistair,
2: they're north.
0: Well, you aren't going to believe this. What? They got 15 C points, becoming <gasps> third. Oh, my God. So you'll I... have to make a big deal out of that. 15 C points for coming third. They got 53.63. That is excellent. Oh,
2: that's <laughs> brilliant. And my other ones were Judy and Annette.
0: They were sort of respectable. They got 36, and the pair above them only got 39, and the pair above them only got 40. So, oh. you know, it was only sort of one board away from, from a couple of pairs.
2: Fantastic effort, my ladies. Just gained some valuable experience. That's what we put it down to. Well, sending all my love out to my boys, Mark and Alistair. Congratulations. What a top effort (laughs) for straight out of lessons, chucked into the room.
0: In the deep end. There they are. They've got 15 C points. They're on their way to being grandmasters.
2: Perfect. Crikey. The ones that weren't able to make it tonight, they've got some work to do. And they'll be spitting tacks that they missed out on playing a True Blue Bridge session. But loving it, novices, keep up the great work. Okay, that's us. All right, well, for everybody playing bridge, happy days and see you later.
0: Bye for now. New Zealand Bridge, sponsoring bridge from beginner to international nationwide.